healthcare. It happens here, and it finishes here. Two men enter, one man leaves. Nearly a two-word review just said, shit sandwich. I will roll the record up to the last minute. That right there is a lot of Welcome back to the Basement Mall, you free-ass motherfuckers. You are now tuned in to yet another exciting adventure with us here on Chunky Lessons, the podcast. I'm your Kevin, as usual, and uh, this one put out a little late, had some technical difficulties, but we're here now, and it's important because we're talking about Janelle Monet. This is an album, uh, it is the uh, top of the pops, the, ba- the big release uh, of this season, if you will, and with good reason. I'm going to give you a lot of background uh, once we get down in the basement, but uh, suffice to say... Uh, Janelle Monet is a motherfucking superstar. Everything she does is kind of rad, and it's kind of freakish how good she just is at everything. So this is her her fourth full-length album, uh, sort of finishing off maybe her Arch Android series, and um, got a lot of thoughts about it. And that's what we're basically <laughs> that's what we're basically doing. Um, so joining us are going to be Sarah Godfrey, going to be Philip Bassnight from the band Broke Royals. Viv is going to be down here. And Avery Junius, he is usually out in the pit uh, at a club shooting shows for us, but uh, he came by to have share some thoughts. Uh, so we're going to have a nice little lively discussion about this here. And then at the back end, I'm going to introduce you to some um, some Australian psych. I think it fits in well with this. I think it I think it works, weaves its way in. It's just uh, it's just good shit. It's a mood. Uh, it's not as meaningful. I'll tell you that much. But uh, but yeah, that's what we're doing. So if you guys are ready, let's head on down to the basement. And uh, and get things going. Talking about Janelle Monae's dirty computer. Uh, you guys ready? How do you want to get into this? You know, sorry, like Janelle Monae is a motherfucking superstar. Is that okay? Yeah, yeah, she is. Yeah. Yes, she I mean, is. Everybody true. in the room agrees with that. Absolutely. Yeah, agree. Uh, I know uh, Philip. You are a huge fan. I know Sarah. You love this album. I don't know what you think. I love this album. Yeah, and I, oh and God. Avery. The only thing I know is that you take great fucking pictures. So it's okay. No, actually, uh, <laughs> this is the first time. So yeah. actually, oh, we're on. Yeah, we're on. Oh, we're on. No, it's not. I didn't know we started like that. Um, I mean. I paid attention, seen her. I think she looks pretty good. So that's the only thing I know about her. But when you said when you said you want to do a podcast, well, I definitely had to listen. Yeah, and I definitely do like the album. Well, we're gonna we're gonna get there. Uh, I I want a um, little history about Janelle Monae. Uh, besides being a super fucking star, uh, she earned it. <laughs> She's been around uh, since two thousand seven. Metropolis Suite One, uh, The Chase. I, was she in Atlanta at that point, or did she move to Atlanta later? Does anybody know? I think she's from Atlanta. Is she no, from Atlanta? She's, no, from, she's from Kansas. Kansas. Yeah. Yeah. Can- yeah. She, she was in Atlanta. Yeah. She was in Atlanta. Um, at that point, met up with Big Boy. I actually first saw her uh, opening for Bank of Montreal. Huh. So in Atlanta and Athens around that time, there's this huge freak show thing that she actually plugs into quite nicely. Interesting. You know, because the show would be her coming out and doing uh, the songs that would become the Arch Android. And then uh, of Montreal coming out in like Senator puppets and weird oh. shit and some flowers. It's like bad Genesis. <laughs> was this when Solange was with them? I, oh, fuck. No, I don't think it was. funny the way that dovetails. They're 
they've had interestingly like yeah. the, the two of them have both have great last couple of years yeah janelle and Zalon, so, um yeah. but uh but on uh on the arch android in 2010 uh i think people really set up and took notice because here's a person who first of all sounds like prince Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 sounds like Prince. Uh, and second of all, uh, back then, I mean, it was such a huge artistic statement, and and we're so not used to having that. And not mm-hmm. never mind having it driven by like one person, having it driven by be driven by one woman. It was like it was radical. Like it's still yeah. people talk about it, and they're like, "What the fuck was even happening?" And because she had built this studio or this collective and called it Wonderland. And everything went into it. It's a concept album about android freedom. Uh, you can sub in racism, sexism, whatever you want for it. Uh, and, uh, and and it crushed. And it is, one of the, in my mind, one of the greatest albums of all time. Which is going to color my view of Dirty Robot a little bit. Uh, 2013 followed up with Electric Lady. You were saying today, Philip, that you this was your jam. Yeah, so I'm I, a, I am... Maybe the only person on the planet who likes Big Boy more than Andre 3000. <laughs> and I'm aware of what that means. But anyways, I love him. And I think he what came... What does that mean? I don't know. Okay. I, but I, I got to meet him. And I got to, to hang out with him a little bit. And he's a very nice guy. And um, I bring that up because he is the feature on Tightrope, which was yeah. how I was introduced to Janelle Monet. And I think he's at his... He was like had a great comeback season uh right around that time and then when i got electric lady it was on cd in a car that had no bluetooth or auxiliary cable and i just wore that cd out and i love it and like dance apocalyptic and like just like there's so much good stuff on there i hadn't revisited it in a few years i remember and we reviewed it uh that's how long (laughs) it's too long (laughs) um on a podcast we even reviewed it so um and I remember loving it at the time, but I, I put it on the other day because I hadn't listened to him forever, and I didn't uh, like in hindsight. It's one of those things in hindsight, like you, you can pick out so much more out of it mm-hmm. if you just take a step back. And I didn't understand how how much she was not only getting into the rap scene, but she was defining it mm-hmm. with this album. Uh, it was at the same time a fucking weird uh, slime the family stone, like like uh, do the right thing radio station. You know, because <laughs> the skits were all radio stations. It is, it is a, it is a brilliant fucking just work of art. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and then from there, she started getting into acting, and I don't know. She's been nominated. I don't, she hasn't right. Mm. Is that right? I, yeah, is it, she, yeah, she was in Hidden, Hidden Figures, Figures and yeah. she's in Hidden Figures and Moonlight. Back, yeah. yeah, I don't know. And what and she's and, and so so basically, she can do everything. So comes to twenty eighteen. <laughs> We've been sitting around for five years now going, hey, when's, when are you going to finish out this Android cycle? When's the next album? Your films are great. This is fine. You, you are the queen. When are you going to finish it? Uh, Dirty Android is announced. I mean, Dirty Computer is announced. Uh, all these weird details are, are coming out about it. Uh, but then uh, she starts releasing singles. I want to start with probably, this is the first single, but this is uh, halfway indicative of what the album is, maybe? Is that right? Django Jane, let's hear a little bit of it. Yeah, yeah, this is my palace. Champagne in my chalice. I got it all covered like a wedding band. Wonderland, so my alias is Alice. And we gon' start a motherfucking pussy riot. Or we gon' have to put them on a pussy diet. Look at that, I guarantee I got them quiet. Look at that, I guarantee they all inspired. 
A-Town made it out there. Straight out Kansas City, yeah, we made it out there. Celebrated, graduated, made it past fail. Sassy, classy, Kool-Aid with the kale. Mama was a G, she was cleaning hotels. Papa was a driver, I was working retail. Kept us in the back of the store, we ain't hitting no more. Moonlit nigga, lit nigga. Already got the Oscar for the costume. Running down Grammys with the family. Probably give a Tony to the homies. Probably get an Emmy dedicated to the highly melanated. Arc Android orchestrated. Yeah, we highly melanated. Arc Android orchestrated. Yeah, Gemini still jamming. Box office numbers and they doing outstanding. Running out of space on the damn bandwagon. Remember when they used to say I look too mannish? Black girl magic. Y'all can't stand it. Y'all can't ban it. Made out like a bandit. They've been trying hard just to make us all vanish. I suggest they put a flag on a whole nother planet. Jane Bond, uh, Jane, 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 Jane Wooley, that's hard to say. One, one of the first like uh, singles from that. Um, like Miss Godfrey, it's been a while since we've been there. Tell me of your love for this album and this artist. <laughs> I love it. I think it's great. I loved Arc Android or yeah. Arch Android, however you say it. I saw her on that tour. I really liked it. I just think this is a really like black female proud mm-hmm. album i just get really good vibes from it i like this track too i just like to hear her rap i you think like she rap. i mean she's rapped before but i think she really like what, what's your relationship to pop music i like pop <laughs> we talked a little bit yeah before we went on um this gets a little too poppy for me in some points yeah. um but i think overall she sort of straddles a nice line throughout so so we've and we we've personally talked about stuff mm-hmm. like this and we talked about stuff with uh, other people and you know, you mentioned it's a very like black, it's a very female uh, thing. I mean, I when it gets into pop, like my thing with with it, and we're going to hear some of these pop songs uh, to try to figure this out. I always the more pop something leans, the more it erases all that. Mm-hmm. So, like I've talked about a lot of people and told me the female thing. I yes, I'm <laughs> yeah, but you know, at this point, it's into a sphere of like the the one percent of rap music, um, even though. There's a lot of points. It's unclear whether she's emulating Kendrick or Kendrick is just ripping her straight off. Like, she's as good as Kendrick Lamar uh, through a lot of this. She's pretty good. <laughs> she's pretty She's pretty good. Um, and, and so and, and, and so it's it's sort of, you know, in the stuff she's saying in the press, I think the film and uh, emotion picture is integral to this more so than, say, uh, Beyonce's film was. Uh, because when you see that, you see this whole vision come together, mm-hmm. and that's that's right now one of the problems I'm having with the album is because I can hear it sonically, and I know all those things that, that you're talking about, right. which are important, and that and like Daria said the exact same thing. She's like, "Oh, this is for ladies, <laughs> right?" <laughs> and and but you feel like it loses that thread in the well, popular moments. No, I just yeah, sonically I, don't well, like well, about well, it. I, I don't know. I, I don't think like. I've always thought of her as a a more uh, subtle artist, mm. and this is in your face and and like up front. And I know, mm. like Philip, that's some, one of the things you you kind of like, right? Yeah, I'm, it's funny that you mentioned Beyonce. The album that this most reminds me of is not Lemonade, but Beyonce, the the, the yeah. Beyonce mm-hmm. album with the visual album. It's really like crass and not crass. That's not the right word, but like, it's really upfront in a way that Beyonce had never been. I don't think I've heard Janelle you know, get this dirty or forthright about issues, you know, just sexuality and life and all that stuff. Um, and so you're listening to it and there's one point, I can't remember the line, but she's like, she, I think it's in this one even where she's like, uh, 
let him or like pause for effect or something to that that effect. Like she knows this is going to stun the audience, yeah. and she's like sort of reveling in that, which I love. I think it's just uh, let's say very good. I think it's just the the time the timing of the album's really right for everything she's saying. There's a there's a song here. I'm not I'm not sure if you're gonna play it, but she's uh, saying if uh, referencing the Trump if the if you grab this pussy, it's gonna grab you back. Like yeah, it's all it's it's really in your face. And I thought from even the the motion picture, the e motion picture, you can see it's all in your face. Uh, which I really I, I like I like women to feel like they're empowered yeah. or to be empowered. So. That's all I had to say. I don't want to. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, and that's right. I mean, it is, and 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 like, lest anybody think that I'm saying like that's not an important message. Anybody who knows me knows that's not at all what I'm saying. I often worry about the medium of how it gets out, and and how, like I said, how it gets diluted, how it gets, you know. Uh, I've talked with more about this a little bit, and and basically Daria kind of put us both in our place. Oh, good. Yeah, <laughs> um, and and uh, she she was like, "Well, it doesn't matter what y'all think because this has dominated the summer and maybe the fall." Yeah, and then good. Yeah, I mean, to me, like we were talking about this album as like representing women, and I think that that's really important. But I think that it also represents people who, like, I think and I've read a lot about this album, like in the last few days, because yeah. I was really interested in it, and I think it's really important to note the connections that she makes to like Grace Jones and people like that, that are more like, Mm -hmm. like queering music in that way where it's giving people a voice that's, that maybe isn't just like feminine Mm -hmm. in that way. Mm. Um, and also kind of giving a multifaceted representation to people that don't, um, identify with certain community or, um, making it like making it feminine in a way that is also representational of a lot of other people, like Prince. Like, right? He Absolutely. had which is, a certain femininity too. Which is something. We're, which is something we're, we're going to dive like deep into because, like, Prince yeah. was her mentor. This is something that mm-hmm. uh, he, he's on this album. I don't know if we will get to that song, but like this, it it hurt us when he died. Like, mm-hmm. it destroyed her um, because. And this is all over this album. This is uh, to be very reductive. A latter day Prince album. And whether or not, like, you think that's good or bad, like, if you love planet Earth, then this is for you. Yeah. Uh, but I, I want to speak to that because the song you mentioned, Pink, is very mm-hmm. directly. That's the most, like, yeah. feminine song on the album. And, like, if you've seen the video, like, there's, n- there's no subtlety at all what she's talking about. Except, I wonder if it gets lost in the pop. So, we'll see. Pink, like the inside of your
Philip Brooke Roll is going to be covering that? Yeah, every day. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm dead serious because like, we, yeah. you guys are like the poppiest people I know. I appreciate that, and I don't, I don't, I don't mean no, I don't mean that in a bad way. No, I mean what I love about this and what I we've talked about Prince is, I mean she's reduced it to a few essential elements. Mm-hmm. It's a simple baseline. It's a delayed synth that's panning back and forth. She's got trap hi hats. She's like it's probably an eight oh eight or a nine oh nine, and like and then like Prince would do when the guitars come in there. It means so much more because it's like it's so sparse and there's a point she's trying to get across. And then when even just the littlest thing makes it feel heavy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when you when you've got come in guns blazing from the beginning, it's you can't really create that dynamic shift as much. But but it's it's that perfect, like Prince-esque, delicate move from something that's very sparse, just only the bare bones of what we need. Then we bring in something more, and it pushes it over the edge. So, so then my question is: Is does that work in a song that is ostensibly about, and to quote her, "free as fuck" uh, pansexuality? Because that's an important message. Like, and I, I think that's that was that's what Prince preached mm-hmm. his entire fucking career. Why can't it? Why can't people who like pop well, music get that message? Yeah. No, no, well, that, no, no. Well, that, that's an actual thing I'm asking because yeah. if I and this is uh, this is. <laughs> casting aspersion on, on a certain crowd, but like I would expect to hear this maybe uh, at an end of an episode of The Hills. You know, some bad MTV thing where it is packaged along with mm. crash, pop, Except meaningless I, material. I mean, I see where you're coming from, mm-hmm. but I don't think that you would because of the material. Like, I think that the maybe the, the song yeah. itself, like the music, might, but I think that what she's talking about is on a different level from that. And I think that that's what takes it beyond just being like a pop song. And you like think we were talking about Taylor Swift. Would just be like, no, nah, we're, we're not yeah. touching that. Yeah. Because no, because no, I, because I, I want people to hear this and be like, again, under- get it. Like, yes, this, yes, do this. Yeah, this is fine. And, and it is when stuff gets diluted like that, that we start losing because somebody's going to hear this and make the super basic version of it. But and that'll well, also get diluted, popular. though. Yeah, I don't know if it's... Well, I know. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> what about, like, when... I mean, I apologize in advance, but uh, what if, like, when God Only Knows comes in at the end of Love Actually, right? and it's, like, super cheese to the max, it's like, that doesn't make that any less of a great song. That's the perfect pop song. I mean, Brian right. Wilson's a genius, and... But God, only, this but God Only Knows <laughs> is, about, is, is about depression, alcoholism, and, and, uh, and cheating on your wife. Uh, this is about... At a point in history where at where uh, if you are LGBTQ or or anything not white essentially you're persecuted and it keeps getting worse. I was talking to a friend of mine today. I'm like, I don't know how it could possibly be worse than and he's gay and he's like, when it, it could possibly be worse than like in the 80s for you? And he's like, no, it's fucking. <laughs> it just keeps getting like worse. And I guess my concern is always that. People will grab onto this and just ignore the message and be like, this is fun. It's going to seep in, though. Right. I think that that's, like, that's a good thing. But a lot of people, when they listen to music, they'll just listen to the sound of it. Yeah. They won't listen to what actually what's actually being right. said. Right. But, I mean, even if you're just listening to the sound, I feel like eventually you'll hear the lyrics. Like, I, that happens to me sometimes where, like... We're all like hear a song a few times, and I'm finally like, oh my god, they're actually talking about something that's <laughs> I like want to think about. Yeah. 
but and I feel like in the 2000s we spent all this time like oh any music with a message it's so boring it's so awful it's so tedious and then we have this huge wave of people making music that is actually saying something and it sounds good and it's catchy Mm -hmm. and we're like oh it's too catchy it's too pop (laughs) I mean I think yeah, I think we've been waiting for something like this. Okay, okay. Um, I am, uh, you know, I mentioned Prince's earlier albums, and uh, and I want to play this song off this. This was the first thing in the emotion picture. Mm-hmm. It was the first video. Yeah. And um, I, I'm just gonna play it, and then we'll come back, and you guys can watch my face when it hits the chorus. <laughs> <laughs> What is a crazy classic life? <laughs> what the Can fuck I is a crazy? Say, I love this track. I feel like I it do, takes me. I... Okay, it sounds like bad '80s pop, but some yes. of the stuff she's talking about, especially when she gets to like her rap verse, is oh, about yeah. wanting to have yeah. like this wild, free, like John Hughes picture existence, and like it's not afforded to her because she's a person of color. Yeah, and you know, um. And I just think that 80s pop really sets that message well, off Well, there's perfectly. Wilson Phillips in there. there yeah. There's literally Hold On. You know, and, and, you know, I don't know if you... Do you know Wilson Phillips? I've heard of them. Okay, see? <laughs> From the see? end of Bridesmaids. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was going to yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. That's that's totally totally right. Right. So that's the reference for young kids. For us, that was like every morning you wake up and it's on the goddamn radio <laughs> along with, uh, who was it? Not, not Too Shy, um, To Pow, <laughs> Heart and Soul. No, I don't remember. You don't that. remember? Okay, well, we'll take care of that. Okay, yeah. thank you. But yeah, so it is that, and and this is a this is a uh, an error that I think Prince made on, in in like probably eighty percent of his career in post nineties. He crushes it, and he has all these parts in a song, and then he gets to the chorus, and he just it's just like he walks away. And like, nope. <laughs> Nope, I don't need to finish that because I'm Who Prince. Who here <laughs> would not be like, how many people, their introduction to Prince was like Raspberry Beret or When Doves Cry, though? Like, it's an but introduction. That's a, but that, no, that's what I'm saying. That is an awesome song. Yeah. But uh, anything on musicology. But <laughs> It's tough, though, because he's pulled all that from, they still haven't released that for streaming. Yeah. So that era is sort oh, of gone. Oh, musicology, no? Like, from like 2001 to 2000. 
to, oh, there uh, might be a reason for that. Art official age, you get nothing. <laughs> really? Earth, yeah, musicology. I didn't, I didn't realize that. Yeah, okay. they're, they're all gone from the streaming I, I, I world, so up. they're sort of scrubbed. Okay, so I, I, get the, I get the CDs back here. We, we're, we're all good. Yeah. No, I'm with you, though. I've, it's got that... Breakfast no, and that's my point. Sarah, 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 Sarah sort of gave me the stink eye. And she's, like, she's, like, she's like, I love musicality. I love, musicality. I love it too. But when you get to certain, it just you have these great parts and you get to the chorus and you're like, what are you talking about, dog? What are you, are you doing? What did you just do with your song? And it is, the weirdest, it is the weirdest thing. Like Crystal Ball is three mm. albums of just doing that. You're like, this is funky as fuck. And then, oh. <laughs> oh, you talked. <laughs> like, come on, man. But yeah, it and and she does this a lot on this album, I think. Which is one of my dings of the album. I actually really like the album, and, and this is one of those ones that I struggle with because I really like it, even though like my critical mind is like I I, I see the, the errors. Like and I see the things that like need a little work like i just got it like an editor but i think i think if you were in a big crowd if you were at a club oh, yeah. or at a festival yeah. you'd be like oh no wait i do like this because Absolutely. everybody's chanting the three words and you're like and sometimes you do have to just be like eh, let's go let's opt for the simple let's make this something that the crowd can like all get together within like after one listen through the chorus you can already sing it yeah, like, I mean, to be, there. to be clear, like, I'm going to be 46 this year, so I'm really just looking at classic life. I mean, that's, that's all I need to do. So, so like, I, I don't know about the crazy part of it. That, that's, that's in the past. And maybe that's what I'm, I'm not resonating. Like, you kids are making music and dancing and, and all that. But, it, yeah, it definitely, um, it, when I listen to this, because I just respect her so much as an artist, and I, I, I want it to be perfect, and when it's not, I'm like, oh, man, what happens now? And it throws me in, it throws me off a little. Yeah. One song, if we're looking for perfect, mm-hmm. <laughs> one song that I really <laughs> thought was on point about this album mm-hmm. was um, Don't Judge Me. Okay. Because I think that that just kind of sums up how a lot of people feel about like everything. Well, I guess I'm speaking for myself here, but I think that there's a lot of like questioning whether like people see you the way you think you are or like. Um, there's this thing that I was reading a lot about a while ago called the imposter syndrome where like you yeah. think uh-huh. of, like you think that the things you do are familiar. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that this song is very like very heartfelt in that way. And it kind of um the three words that I wrote down were raw, heartfelt, and alone. But not like alone in the sense of being lonely, just like thoughtfully alone. Yeah. But- Wake you up like sunrise on the backs of your thighs. I'm gonna pray you this prayer that I keep in my mind as a lovely reminder. Even though you tell me you love me, I'm afraid that you just love my disguise. Taste my Chicken, do to my raging fire. A broken desire, but don't judge me. 
Yeah, that's just like, that's just pointing at Frank Ocean and be like, you could have done that. <laughs> Instead, you made blonde, Frank. <laughs> Did I you mean... be okay, Adrian? <laughs> Mom was okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, no, but yeah, that, that, it's it's a beautiful song. It is, uh, it, it creeps right up next to Quiet Storm, but not really. You know, it's just a jam. I imagine her just singing it to Tessa Thompson. They're my favorite couple. They're right. so cute. Right. Alleged couple. Alleged couple. <laughs> it reminds you that she really can sing well. Um, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. she's not just an artiste. I just, I love everything about that song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it does remind you that, like like I was saying during the break, that she is just better at this than everybody. Mm-hmm. Like, it's at like. everything. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> it's like we were watching the thing and. And uh, and my lady is like, she's like, she's just like fucking Gal Gadot. She's like, really? You're just gonna be like that? <laughs> like, how does that even work? <laughs> you can do life. And she is, and and she's one of those people that through her music and through her activism and through her acting and everything is like using that position of of like raw power. Mm-hmm. Uh, she has uh, power over like everybody. She talks about what song is it? Uh, she's talking. Um, is it? It's not. I like that. Oh, it's screwed. Yes, we'll get to that. Because, yeah, because that, that's an important thing. She talks about how just narrowing it down to her sexuality, mm-hmm. like how that's power. And, and her what she gets out of it is like, I got all y'all. <laughs> like, you can't do it. Let's say a little of that. Because this is my this is actually my favorite song on the album because I like uh, dumb puns sometimes. And, uh, <laughs> and, and dude, this is fucking no, great. this is your favorite song? <laughs> yeah. <No>. <laughs> <laughs> you guys don't like this song? No. Oh. All right, hold on. Oh. Why is that not you guys, Jam? To me, this is just a transition song okay. that helps the album flow. Not just, but it definitely helps the album flow from one song to another. And for me, it's not one of the strongest ones, but I do think it adds something to the album. Do you hate fun? <laughs> <laughs> is that is that one of the issues here? I mean, I famously hate fun, but I found myself <laughs> on, on the inside dancing, and I was like, "This is fun." Uh, I also like, well, look, it's bro country, like, and we've talked a lot of bro country down here, it so maybe indeed. that's my affinity mm-hmm. for it. But it, it's clear cut, and it, it, it is dumb pop. It is what Prince mm-hmm. would have written. It is 
just some stupid thing. Like he'll write like fifty songs about his dick and be like, "What?" Like and and convince you by the end of the song cycle that that's how you get to world peace. That was right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that's his thing. That's but principle. why do you like this more than I don't? Oh no! Like you pink. Said it was your song. I don't know. <laughs> I do not know. That, now that I'm thinking about it, and you said something about country, it does remind me a little bit of the Casey Musgraves album that we yeah. listened to a while ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Casey definitely like stepped into the space, and again, mm-hmm. like Janelle just sort of stepped on her, like, yeah. "Nah, girl, go back down the country." <laughs> um, but uh, <laughs> something that I was thinking about um, that isn't really related to this, but um, how <laughs> she kind of like reminds me a lot of Erica Badu on mm-hmm. a few of the songs, and especially her like, oops, her aesthetic yeah. is very like Erica Badu has the same like. Uh, what's it called? Like Afro punk, I guess in a way, not yeah. really. But um, well, let's talk yeah. about that because, like, th- this album is steeped in that aesthetic is important. She is an actor, and uh, when you had somebody like Childish Gambino, Don Glover, release an album, that was my main problem with that album. That it felt like this was an actor doing what actors mm. do, and I don't believe any of this. Uh, I think she mostly pulls it off that I don't feel that, even though I, there, it's all over the place. Like she covers every demo that she needed to get mm-hmm. for this album, but it's not like uh, I, I don't think it's cynical. I think it's like I just, I just like this shit, and I can do it better than everybody. So let's just do sure. it. It is. Oh. It's kind of interesting that you you mentioned that, and um, I hadn't really thought about it this way uh, in terms of the Afro punk, but she was doing the Afro futurism thing mm-hmm. long before Kendrick Way was, for yeah. Kamasi, like anyone was doing that. Like, and I hadn't even thought about that. And then she's pulled away from it as much as she ever has as it's taking the spotlight. Yeah, which is like really that's a really funny. Well, not if you flip. not if you watch the well, not if you watch the company. I, yeah, I feel like I, I really because need to watch that's that. Bad sci-fi yeah. film, but like not to the point where like Metropolis is about a. A robot or the arc android is about like a like uh, with those DJ. Yeah, no, no, no. Actually, yeah. that's well, I, I mean, I mean, musically. The, my, the I best joke say. about that was like, like where was Valkyrie in the Infinity War? And then they showed the scene <laughs> in the big video. Yeah. Like, that's where she was. Oh, that's awesome. I need. I need. To check yeah. But nice. uh, but yeah, I mean, they go and I think they kind of tie it up and finish it up in in the video yeah. of that whole cycle. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. and, and with the end being, and it's different. I don't think Cindy Mayweather, which was her character. The android. I don't think she's actually in that. No. I think it's somebody else. What is it? Her she's name is Jane. Ju- Ju- Jane yeah. is it Jane. Uh, so it's it's different, uh, but it it's almost like a cliff notes for everything that she has done before. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to like go dig back through all her stuff. If if you're just hearing these pop songs, and you're like, I like this, and like, ooh, maybe this is about something. Then you'll get into it, and then she'll like blow your mind with that video. For sure. Yeah. I, and I and I do think, um, like I said again. With that video, I think this is a it's a masterful fucking album. Yeah, um, I think that her aesthetic is very important to her as an artist. Because like you were saying, like Childish Gambino's album and how he was focusing too much on like the actor mm-hmm. aspect. I think that that's important for her. I, yeah, I, I don't know if he was focusing too much on it. That's not what I was really trying to suggest. I think it's just, you know he's an actor and you mm-hmm. know he does all this stuff. And so what he did was actually out of character for the rapper character mm-hmm. that he created, which is Childish Gambino. Yeah. And he all of a sudden is like doing the soul thing, which honestly, that's a bad, like, 
90s rap movie. Like a guy, right? Redemption. Like I was a rapper and now I found soul and then I'm going to bring him together at the end. You know, Roll Bounce 3. I, I don't know. <laughs> He's uh, a really good... <laughs> <laughs> or think of it this way. Ludwig was pushing him. The composer was pushing him that yeah. way really hard. And then he wrote the entire Black Panther score. So right. we all right. win in the end. It's, right. it's good. We all win in the end. We all win in the end. But, but, uh, but, but with her, I, I, I think it is... Well, it's impossible to separate the two. There's, I mean, if you watch the video for I Like That, it's like print, just overlay prints on that. I, I don't even know how you do that because people can't emulate prints that well but she can yeah she can do it and it, and it's it's kind of like it tears you up you're like fuck at least there's a at least there's somebody that can like he's not completely dead channel that energy yeah channel that energy <laughs> exactly but uh but it, it comes off as like just another thing that she's doing and um and and for that i think like it's it's an actual triumph of that which i wasn't expecting this this could have been good. Has she? I just want to ask: Has she done that? Has her other albums sounded like that, or like uh, Prince? When you guys, I think so, yeah. definitely. I mean, I think it. Really? Yeah, as far back as she's gone, there are certain things that you can that she does. Um, she's a good guitarist, or, or at least knows how to surround herself with the right production team. And like that chord that we just heard at the beginning of the song is very famously also the opening chord of. Kiss mm -hmm. by Prince, and it's a very strange chord. It's a it's a nine sus four, um, and it's just not something that you hear. Like right. you can't throw it in yeah. a song anymore and be like, I "Get it." <laughs> the make me feel is the one that sounds like Kiss, right? So, so it definitely has the strongest Prince vibe, right? Yeah, right. there's so the one guitar part at the beginning of. Screwed that is literally lifted literally from, that, from but, Prince, but, but, but yeah, but otherwise, this is when it's let, the Let's compare yeah. it. Thank you. Feel. Way you make me feel. You know I love you, so please don't stop it. You got me right here in your jean pocket. Laying your body on a shag carpet. Oh, you know I love you, so please don't stop it. Sarah Pendergrass couldn't pull that off. <laughs> Pendergrass could not pull that off. He could not. He, it's a whole different him. thing. Like she hits that that fucking step up the tempo, just real temper. It's man, magic. Yeah, and it just it doesn't feel that derivative to me. It's like she's still kind of that's the trick. Yeah, she's doing her thing. I don't know what. The first time I hear it, I'm like, it's Prince. Right. After a second, I'm like, I don't care. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, she's great. fucking. It's fucking jamming it, yeah. and uh, and that was uh, yeah, it was, it's a welcome surprise. So, um, yeah, I think I, I don't know what what's 
what does she conquer next? Does she go up from here? Does she go? I mean, there obviously, like I, I personally had some flaws with the album, but I'm still gonna like listen to it, celebrate her whole fucking catalog, because there's very few people I think on the planet right now as talented as this. Agreed. Like it's intimidating. Yeah. <laughs> it's like what? Yeah. Why? Like Philip? Why would you guys write a song? <laughs> well, we've we've recently retired. We heard this album, and <laughs> as of Friday, we just, yeah, I know. <laughs> I thought you had some video shoots scheduled. Yeah, but... exactly. Yeah, it's all yeah whatever. It's all canceled. Whatever. Deposits non refundable. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, this is uh, where does this go? Who 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 picks up, who picks up this baton from her? Well, one thing that's interesting is that if you think about it in terms of Prince again, and but you could do this with a ton of artists. Tightrope to me is one of my favorite songs of all time. Yeah. I just heard it at the right time. It's perfect. It's so great. And if you think about that uh, as an analog to I Want to Be Your Lover, that song didn't do crazy well. Like it did really well, but it wasn't the biggest pop song of all time. So for Janelle to continue to receive the attention, the Rolling Stone covers, sellout yeah. tours, whatever she's going to do. It's going to boost her back catalog in a way that she totally deserves. And like Queen or Q-U-E-E-N, that last, the single from the last album, yeah, is yeah. incredible too. And it's like, this stuff is going to hopefully become canon for everyone that likes her new stuff. Like, it's just all going to, you know, a high tide rises all boats kind of thing for her. I think she's got such a body of work that is really well appreciated and celebrated, but she, like, I think she is one of... It, she always felt like the best kept secret, right? Mm -hmm. Like you're yeah, listening absolutely. to it and you're like, why is this not like Which that, that, the biggest that's, thing? That's actually what blew my mind about how poppy this album was. Yeah. Because the best kept secret is never that. Like when you have something that's a pure, perfectly, I mean, look, Brian Wilson is on the first track. So that tells you <laughs> yes. what, you, what you're doing right there. There's no fucking reason for him to be on that track except to be like, y'all. Yeah. I got Brian Wilson, and <laughs> you did not. And that's literally the only yeah, reason. Yeah, that's literally the only reason. But that's a good get. That's a good get. Indeed. Um, like, is there a Purple Rain down the road for her? God, I hope so. Yeah. Yeah, I don't Which know. Which is not, not going to yeah. sound like Purple Rain, right. obviously. Like, uh, and, and I know we've been like sort of comparing her to Prince a lot, but it, it, there's, honestly, there's nobody else I would compare to Prince. I think Americans is pretty bold. I'm not saying that it's. Yeah. Uh, I'm not saying it's that good, but it is like. It's a pretty powerful song when you give it a whole mm -hmm. listen. You know. Yeah, yeah I, I, I think yeah. I think in a whole album that is about more about her sexuality, mm -hmm. uh, or queerness, or whatever you want to put it. Uh, yeah, it's good, and I think it's necessary. It ties mm -hmm. it, it grounds it in in a space. Uh, I know Dowling really loved it. Uh, his thing was. Uh, Oh, it may be better than Generation by Ab, and I was like, nah. <laughs> nah. No, I don't agree. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I agree with you, Kevin, on that. Nah, <laughs> not shit. <laughs> Bad take. But, uh, but yeah, it is, It is like, it, it makes it all fit. Mm -hmm. It's like, you've been listening to this, and, and the pop takes you into, like, some, like, candy land, and then all of a sudden it grounds you and says, hey, by the way, like, people are still getting impressed. This shit sucks. Oh, yeah. Fucking, and, uh, Maybe I don't know what to do about it, but here's a song just to remind you, which is that's important. Yeah, to keep reminding people that you gotta like not stop, like trying to keep shit from getting fucked up. That's my I, I'm running for president. So. <laughs> After Kanye, yeah. I think where I see her going next, um, to get kind of back to what you were mm -hmm. asking, I think that 
what I'd like is to see her because we keep on comparing her to other things and saying like she's this but better this Mm -hmm. in a different way what I want to see is her do something that's so different that it's not like obviously there will be some sort of influence and everything but I want something that is just like she's she will set the benchmark weirdly Mm. I think she did that though I think that's what her first three albums are yeah but I think that like in the future I want to see something that's like beyond that right like I think that the the first albums were more related to like I mean not just like normal but I think that they were kind of like expected isn't the word either but I want something that's like unexpected and also following in her exciting crazy classic life (laughs) hopefully (laughs) hopefully (laughs) from what it sounds like (laughs) I like it I'm here for it (laughs) I was gonna say hopefully for what it sounds like from what you guys said she set a a wave yeah with the whole android futuristic Mm Afropod thing so hopefully she gets to set another one so other people can follow yeah yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah, the next artist, like some kid is going to hear this album. They never heard Janelle Monet. Yeah. They're going to dig on this for a year, and then then they're going to get back through, and then it's yeah. going to change their life. Yeah, yeah. and that's going to totally. change music. Definitely, I think. and that's that's happened with every great, like every great artist, whether it's talking about yeah. pop, jazz, rock, anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, could you imagine her doing a duo album with someone like, I don't know. I want to see her doing with Grimes. Because mm. her well, song on Grimes yeah, is yeah. so good, and then the song that she's on on Grimes's album Venus Flytrap is also so good. Mm-hmm. I was like, like a whole duo album from them would be like a dream. That'd be so good. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, there's already people out there doing it. So it's just everybody gotta get together and buy their shit so they can do it more. <laughs> <laughs> That's how the game works. That is how the entire game works. Uh, Mute Kanye in your feed and and, and, <laughs> and boost these, but uh, but anyways, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. bad. Yep, yep. Uh, but we got Jan- we got Janelle. There you go. <laughs> Janelle, Janelle, coming back to save save us from our future, please. Save us from Kanye. Thank you guys for hanging out, and then uh, we'll be back in a few short minutes to talk about some uh, other music. I don't know what it is. Dirty Computer for you right there. It is available everywhere. You can buy uh, records, stream it, or whatever. Make sure you see the film, the uh, uh, motion picture, e-motion picture uh, that's up. I think it's on YouTube right now with a few ads and whatnot. But uh, make sure you check that out because it is it is quite phenomenal. And uh, I'll tell you what, man. I, I You know, you heard me asking a bunch of questions in that podcast because uh, this is one of those albums that it's not, it's not going to come easy. It's going to take a while to work for it. And I guarantee you, that I well, first of all, I like it a lot better right this moment than I did even when we taped that about a week ago. But I guarantee you that I, uh, by the end of the year, year I'm going to have just some radically different thoughts about it, and uh, that is the sign of great art. So I'm just going to leave it with that, and uh, and start to head towards the exit here. But before we get there, uh, look, we are fans of of psychedelic music around here. 
We are fans of guitars. Uh, we are fans of anything that sort of moves us. And this randomly did a band called uh, <laughs> Turtle Skulls uh, from Australia. And uh, it's exactly what you think it is. With a band name like that uh, from Australia. Uh, and I mentioned the word psychedelia. So uh, so they have a new little EP. They say it's an LP, but look, it's four songs, guys. It's probably an EP. It's an American EP. How about that? Um, and uh, and I've heard it. It comes out on May 18th. It is rad as fuck. And this song that I'm going to play from it is also rad as fuck. So here you go. Uh, a little chaser for that Janelle Monet. Turtle Skulls with their track, Eden.
Turtle Skulls, Eden is the name of the track. The album is self-titled. I'll give you a few minutes to come back down there. Uh, that is just some great shit. Love it. Love it. I've uh, been spreading it around a little bit among the crew, and everybody's like, whoa, which is the appropriate response. Um, so uh, the 18th, I pre-ordered it on Bandcamp. You can do the same links in the show notes and all that jazz. And with that, we are out of here. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, always tell your friends about us if you enjoyed hanging out with us. And they can subscribe in iTunes. As, as You can subscribe in iTunes, but you can also listen to us on Google Play, MixCloud, Stitcher, uh, Spotify. Spotify is a cool place to listen to us. Or right on uh, our site, www.chunkyglasses.com. And that's where you'll see Avery's other work. Uh, shows. He, he shot a, a little Uzi Vert show here, and uh, the shots are amazing at the anthem. And uh, and they've been sort of passed around the internet. And uh, uh, Great work, along with Mauricio Castro and Matt Condon. So... So uh, check that out, and also our podcast host, Pippa.io. Uh, you can listen to every single episode of this in the archives up there for free. There's no amount of paywall or anything. Uh, you give them a few dollars, a small fee, and they can get you up and running with your own podcast, and you can be doing this. We could have competing podcasts. If somebody wants to do a review podcast of our reviews, that would be – I think somebody did that with Pitchfork one time. But that would be uh, that would be doubly meta and, and four times as sad, but – Neither here nor there. Uh, we are out of here. Coming up in the next week or so, uh, Andre stopped by the basement to talk about Damien Gerardo's new album, The Horizon Just Laughed. Uh, we we spent some time revisiting R.E.M.'s Murmur, which turned 30. Oh, my God. Yeah, it turned 30. Uh, so so we are talking about that and uh, and some, uh, some groovy shit in the pipe. I know in, about, in a few minutes we're going to talk about Rye Cooter. We're going to talk about the, uh, the new album from the... the uh, Stephen Malcolmus and the Chicks. The full schedule, man. May is going to be rad as fuck. Uh, for us, at least, I hope it is for you. And with that, we are out of here. We'll be back in a few short days. Until then, be good to your ears, but be better to your people. We'll talk to you soon. Kenobi! <laughs> 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 <laughs>